Welcome to Being a Successful Leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Uh, Greetings, Carl Welty here, your host for the uh, podcast series, Being a Successful Leader. We've got 26 episodes a week apart, and uh, the uh, intent here is to provide you with valuable insights and practical and proven know-how to be a successful leader. The net upshot of all this is to enable you to gain greater clarity, confidence, and competence uh, to move things forward as a leader and, and be doggone proud of it. Three imperatives uh, I see as uh, for successful leadership. And the first is being a self-aware and skillful leader. The second is formulating and executing a sound strategy. And the third of the three is building a culture of commitment. Self-aware and skillful leader, sound strategy, culture of commitment. And the 26 episodes revolve around, equally divided, revolve around these three uh, imperatives. Right now, we're in the final of the three, building a culture of commitment. And the topic today is uh, uh, is one of uh, developing shared expectations. I've got four uh, building blocks, if you will, uh, in terms of uh, building a uh, a culture of commitment. Number one is selection, getting the right folks. Number two is clarity, making sure we have understanding of of uh, expectations. The third then is uh, pulling that together in terms of uh, performance coaching on an ongoing basis. And the last is growing uh, teams. Those are the four. So we're in the uh, one on uh, clarity, uh, the second, and uh, shared expectations. Last time, last episode, we talked in selection about uh, preparing you to, in, in, in giving you some uh, unique and powerful process to prepare you to uh, pull together a uh, selection interview so that you can assure that uh, you have a good fit between the your opportunity and the uh, candidate you select. Very, very important. Very important managed activity, as all, all four of these are. Okay, <clears throat> position clarity. Um, the... Uh, there's two parts, really, to position clarity that you have this person now, your new associate, uh, whether it's an outside hire or an inside selection. And uh, the first is ongoing expectations, the role and accountabilities or responsibilities for this position. Remember, we talked about accountability being the obligation to, to, to achieve results and responsibility is the obligation to perform specified work. And the, the, the distinction becomes important when you have a, a uh, a leader manager reporting to you because uh, accountability, they cannot delegate that, okay? And so they have the work of the position responsibility, but they also have the accountability. And and that needs to be uh, uh, nailed down as an expectation. And the second part is uh, time-limited expectations, goals, and uh, action plans. And we'll cover both today, spending the bulk of the time on the um, ongoing expectations. So I have another um, unique and powerful uh, piece for you. This is a structure, and I call it a position plan. A position plan. Uh, what is that? A position plan is defined as a living, working document uh, that defines the role and ongoing set of results a position or family of positions, if they're similar positions, uh, and those reporting to the position, if anyone, are organized to achieve. A living, working document that defines the role and ongoing set of results a position our family positions and those reporting to the position, if anyone, are organized to achieve. Um, 
advantages, benefits of it, it, it's not meant to be a finalized, perfect product. It's a living, working document that you and your associate will continue to pull out once in a while and go over, or if you resolve an issue, plow the understanding back in your position plan. And it's uh, uh, to the point where when you have coffee stains all over it or it gets too crumbled, you maybe want to refresh it and and have a, a, a fresh copy. Uh, the primary benefit is not the document itself, but it's the quality thinking and interacting you're going to engage in as they, as the position planning logic takes you through a, um, a logical process to uh, talk about uh, ongoing expectations. Uh, the mutual in-depth understanding appreciation of those expectations is, is the uh, key to this. And, and, and when done, it develops a sense of ownership or stewardship relative to the position. So many, many benefits there. Now, this piece here is key. The uh, position plan speaks to results, as we defined it, or the role and set of results uh, to be achieved. And that differs from the other structures you're familiar with, a job definition and job descriptions. Job definition typically is, cites the boundaries around the position, real big in labor management contract uh, negotiations. You you do your work in here, but don't go over there kind of thing. Uh, and job descriptions uh, typically is a list of activities performed on a box on an organization chart. So both of those are activities uh, and doesn't uh, really hit the ball very well when it comes to you and especially your professional associates and if your leader managers that report to you needed something a little bit more sophisticated and, and, and more in-depth than uh, those activity-prone uh, traditional structures. So that's where the position plan fits in. Now, in addition to achieving position clarity, uh, the position plan uh, forms a foundation for an integrated uh, performance management system for you. Uh, many, many uh, uh, offshoots of this. So you have your position plan, which we'll talk about as we go along and how to put it together. And it can be used to set meaningful goals. It can be used to resolve organizational issues. Most times those issues are boundary issues. And so uh, when you agree on on uh, clarification of those, you need to plow that into your position plan. Or if you can't do it in the uh, immediate time zone, uh, you typically put it into an issue issue bin to store it for later to come back and resolve at a later date if you can't resolve it on the spot. Okay, setting goals, resolving organizational issues, clarifying authorities, performance planning and review, uh, individual development planning, and establishing measures. So a lot of lot of benefits, a lot of offshoots of having a a well structured position plan. Um, Let's talk now about the structure of the position plan. There's essentially two components, the purpose and then a uh, what I call performance requirements, which are the ongoing uh, expectations. Uh, so in, in the uh, purpose, uh, we will talk about that. And then in the, in the performance requirements divides into, and again, we'll talk a little bit more about it later, uh, key result areas. These are the few typical blocks of, of uh, accountabilities or, or responsibilities. And uh, we talked about leadership, uh, the, the categories of work in an organization. We talked about that earlier um, episode. Leadership and management is one. And the rest will be technical uh, key result areas. Um, and if the position has a leadership role, you want to include leadership and management in addition to the technical. Uh, if it's not, then you just do the technical areas. And then for each of the key result areas, you're going to uh, 
talk about the uh, uh, and agree on the ongoing results, which it, which is the objective of that particular key result area and the desired outcomes. When do you know success when you see it? We'll t- get a little bit more detail on that in a minute. Okay, let's talk about the first component, uh, a, a purpose statement. Now, if you've been with us for a while, you uh, this is not new to you. We covered it in, in, in length in a previous episode on defining purpose, which uh, we uh, addressed when we were looking at the uh, uh, imperative of formulating and executing a sound strategy. You can go back to the uh, website, uh, wealthy.com, and uh, look into that defining purpose you want. And I'll hit the highlights here in just a second. And um, you can click on any, uh, go over to uh, Leadership Resources and uh, go down to uh, the uh, podcast and you click on any past episode. In addition, now you see my books there and the book that uh, you want for this particular um, uh, imperative is uh, Building Commitment. And again, it just complements it so nicely. We talk about it here. We can't cover all the details. The book will give you more, a lot more detail. And of course, you have for an ongoing resource. So uh, the ordering information is right there. You just click on whatever resource you want to order it from, and it takes you right to that page. But let's review again uh, the uh, key guidelines for developing purpose. Uh, three here. One is it, it needs to be a powerfully worded uh, one sentence. You don't want to go ramble on. Powerfully word at one sentence. You're hitting the, the real essence of why the position exists, okay? And that's the why of the position, not the what and the how. It's the why. The second uh, addresses the why. You need to uh, make sure the purpose uh, statement uh, focuses on the position's customer, client, or, or user. Uh, what do they, the customer, client, or user, find or could find of value or worth. So again, it's not what the position does or how it does it. You can add in the third uh, guideline I have here, you can add uh, uh, what's and how's in a summary fashion. If you think it enhances the understanding and the power of the purpose statement, but you don't need it. Most times you don't need it. You just want to state the why. Give you a couple of examples here. There's a lot more in the book. A couple of examples of purpose statements from various position plans that I've worked with uh, clients and they put together. So a couple of them. One is a director of facilities. This is a children and family center. And the uh, purpose statement is to provide safe, clean facilities for children, families, and staff that support their quality of life and enhance the effectiveness of the agency's work. So that's what the client, that's the uh, family and children. Uh, find a value or worth. The second example is a director of information systems engineering uh, in a bank. And um, this person's uh, purpose for the position was help the enterprise better serve our customers and be more productive and profitable by providing technological solutions and access to information. So those are a couple of examples of uh, purpose statements, well-worded, powerful purpose statements. Now, the second component, purpose being the first, is developing what I call performance expectations. And again, as I mentioned, there are two steps here. One is uh, to identify the uh, key result areas, and the second is ongoing results for each of those key result areas. And the key result areas, uh, again, are the logical groupings of areas or accountability or responsibilities, and they serve as building blocks. And usually, you just want to uh, capture the essence of the building block in a word or two and have no more than, let's say, two to six um, key result areas. Uh, we don't want a long litany here. We just want to capture the 
the S and I, I've never run into working with clients many more that had any more than six. Usually that's plenty to capture the whole position. And again, we say if if a person reporting to you is a, has a leadership role, you want to include leadership and management as a key result area. Uh, talk more about that in a second. And then the technical work, key result areas. Okay. Now let's let's spend just a second on the rationale for including leadership and management as a key result area. You realize that leadership and management doesn't accomplish anything of and of itself. What? Yeah. Um, well, why do we pay these guys more and that sort of thing? Well, it's because the work they do in leadership and management, hopefully, will drive the technical results and improve the technical results. So that's why it's one of the reasons it's important to specify to come to agreement on the ongoing expectations for your leaders and managers that work for you. And it's vital. Uh, and they spend the proponents of their time doing this. If you look at your leader managers and as they go up the line, the higher up they get, the more they spend on leadership and management or should. Uh, it also allows uh, uh, coming to agreement on your leadership and management expectations for your folks uh, effective selection, it needs to be a critical part of your, as we talked last time, critical part of your uh, your uh, position uh, success factors. It also logically uh, develops uh, requisite re uh, leadership and management capabilities, the development, if you will. Uh, another uh, benefit of specifying the leadership and management outcomes is it serves a consistency of desired leadership and management behaviors in your organization. And the last is it offsets something we talked about in one of the early episodes, uh, what I call a principle tech priority, the principle that most people, the way we're wired, will tend to do technical things over leadership management things for good human nature reasons. It's more tangible, we'll get immediate feedback. There's a fear of becoming technically obsolete. Uh, and, and we're maybe given the position in the first place because of our technical acumen. So all kinds of good reasons that people will tend to gravitate to, to do the technical work over the management work. So the antidote for that is you as a leader have to make managers manage. And and you do that in your ongoing expectations, your performance coaching, your uh, reward, and, reward system, reward and punishment system, actually, your performance management system. So very, very, very important aspect. So we need to spell these things out so we can reinforce them and develop people accordingly. Okay, example, a couple examples uh, from different position plans again of um, key result areas. This is a director of facilities. One, because they were in a leadership role, leadership and management. Two, these are technical now, work request reception and resolution. Three, maintenance management B program. And four, safety and emergency response. Those are the four key result areas for this particular position. Another example, division manager, of a particular organization. It was a leadership position, so leadership and management, marketing, engineering, and manufacturing. Again, a lot more examples in the book building commitment. Now let's talk about the second piece uh, in terms of uh, uh, defining performance requirements or ongoing results. There's two steps. One is you want to craft an objective for each key result area, a one-sentence powerfully worded summary of what do we really want to accomplish in this key result area? And then you want to define success for the 
uh, key result theory. What what does success look like when we're in and around achieving this objective for this key result areas? Again, a lot of examples in the book. Um, when you uh, articulate the uh, uh, leadership and management key result area, remember we talked about the definition of each uh, leadership being mobilizing people to want to struggle for shared expectations or shared assumptions, aspirations, and management is coordinating diverse activities to achieve desired results. Management's the here and now, uh, leadership's the future. So you can you can pull those together and and, and combine them if you if you wish. The higher up the position, the more it's going to tend to lead to you. Uh, leadership expression and uh, the front line and uh, maybe middle, more of a management expression of the objective there. Uh, so defining, uh, again, desired outcomes for each objective, that's your success criteria. How do you know success when you see it in this particular, accomplishing this particular objective for this key result area? Again, powerfully word, uh, one word sentences. Sometimes you're going to need more than one sentence. You don't want to paragraphs, but you may, may need one, on occasion more than one sentence to express this success criterion. Mentally pre preface each success criterion with the word when. You don't write it down, but when this occurs, when that occurs, because you want it in the present tense, not in the future or that sort of thing, but when this occurs, when that occurs. And you may be there on some of these expectations and and not on others. Again, the, the gap is useful in terms of developing goals. All right. Uh, and, and to do so, we apply the goal analysis technique, which we've talked about in several past episodes. And it's a great, a great technique for, for specifying uh, a, a list of criteria, if you will, to desired outcomes. And again, to review, uh, you write down the goal, in this particular case, the objective for the key result area. And then you do your mental mind bursts and you jot down in, in word or phrase things that come to mind on a piece of paper or, or sticky notes or whatever, and then sort them out into logical groupings or categories. Then you take it to these groupings and you um, title it. Uh, you have a heading for each of these groupings. Then you expand them into full sentences by using that preface, mentally preface with the when, that's your sentence. And then you test. You say, gee whiz, if these five or six outcomes were uh, achieved, uh, would we be successful in this particular key result area? The answer is yes, move on. If no, what's missing? All right, position plan format. Uh, what I recommend is you have separate pages. You have a, a, a page, uh, the title page. You can put the, the name of the position and the incumbent and uh, on, the, on the title page. So you're going to have a purpose, the purpose of the position. And then on the same page, a list of the key result areas. Then take a separate piece of paper for each key result area, and you're going to have the objective and the desired outcomes for each of these uh, key result areas. And you do that by following the guidelines we just talked about above. Um, now, I, I have a little phrase, framing out a position plan. You don't, don't look upon this as a big ordeal and what a cumbersome thing and who has time for this and so forth. By the way, uh, what better investment do you have than to pay some attention and to really work with the uh, your your associates. That's the biggest investment you have here to make them uh, have a good fit and then make them succeed, okay? So why not agree on expectations? And this is the best way to do it. And you won't find this, to my knowledge, anywhere else. So you can frame out a position plan just to get started. In other words, you could have the, the purpose and just a list of the key result areas, like the first page we talked about. 
And then as you go on, you maybe take each of the uh, key result areas. And if you haven't worked, it's a new relationship, worked with each other before, you can begin to work on objectives and you can do a little bit here, a little bit there, and eventually start penciling in the uh, uh, making notes and then framing out the uh, the uh, success factors, the the key result areas, or the, excuse me, the uh, expectations, desired outcomes. So remember, it's a living, working document. And again, uh, you can kind of put it together as you as you spend time together and and have uh, various meetings on outcomes. And then as things change, you maybe revise it and what have you. If you resolve issues, you plow the meeting back into the position plan. Uh, you may just periodically take a, uh, a look at the whole thing and, and make any updates or revisions you think necessary. So it really can serve you very, very well. All right, let's talk, look at uh, briefly the time-limited results. So you have your Ongoing expectations and the position plan is just a very powerful way of attacking those down and using them on an ongoing basis. So goal setting. Goal setting is a, a goal, as you know, is a specific future result. And I like to, in, in a one word, powerfully, again, worded sentence, uh, summarize the uh, the goal in three parts. What is it that, we, that is the desired result? How is it going to be achieved? And when is it going to be achieved? What, how, when? And again, summary fashion. Um, now, you want to again look at the critical few. There's only so much you can devote because you have your ongoing work and so forth. But the goals are things you're going to maybe wouldn't do otherwise unless the uh, two of you uh, came to some accord on, on these sorts of things. So you want the critical few because uh, you, you can't manage the very, very many. So pick your pick your critical few, two, three, maybe, and you and you have you have uh, business goals, and you'll have maybe one developmental goal for the person that you and, and that person agree on in terms of their own personal development. So you have business goals, and you have maybe one or one development goal, and these should be on an ongoing basis. Remember when we talked about back in the uh, when we talked about. Uh, developing strategy, sound strategy. And we talked about uh, the strategic path, which is a list of your, uh, on one sheet of paper, your list of your strategies at any one time. And then you take that and develop a master plan out of that. Uh, review that back in the uh, episode uh, that pertains to that if you want. But the same holds true here for goals. Uh, a sheet of paper, just listing the, the, the two, three, four goals, whatever that you agreed for uh, that are teed up right now. And uh, as you accomplish them, uh, celebrate, clap, you know, have a party, whatever, and um, move on to uh, on insert a new goal. Uh, and and some of these goals may not be as relevant as they were months ago when you forged them, and you might just abbreviate them or even eliminate them. And others will enter the fray, and you want to put it on your goal list. Okay, so uh, it, it I called it in, in back in the sound strategy, in the uh, strategic path. And the, the master plan that comes out of the strategic path is a is a strategy machine. It keeps generating, generating. And this could be looked at as a goal machine, okay? Keep it active, keep it alive. Just like the position plan is a living, working document, your goal list should be the same sort of thing. Uh, types of goals. Um, there's uh, I have four types here. There's a maintenance goals. These are goals that uh, you may set, you may not have to set, uh, that uh, refer to the major ongoing activities of a position. If you had a director of training, maybe these are the, kind of the trainings that you've teed up for the upcoming 
period, okay? Um, and then as you go down the line, these are more powerful kinds of goals. We go for maintenance of problem solving. These are goals intended to correct deviations from norm. Uh, the, the difference between a current result and a standard. It could be in your position plan, there's a gap and you have a goal to close that gap. Uh, now, even heavier is a continuous improvement goal. Goals intended to, to spur steady progress in, a, in an important area. And the last is innovative. Goals intended to create breakthroughs or radical or discontinuous change that have the potential for resulting in significant improvements. So you see, see there's an ascending order and you want to kind of work for the higher order goals if, if you can. You don't want to neglect the uh, lower order like the maintenance problem solving because you need to attack those. But uh, hopefully you can move on and, and get some big time goals going. I want to close this part here about uh, goals to talk about uh, the care and feeding of goals. You need to be uh, mindful to care and feed uh, on a regular basis uh, the goals that you and your associate have uh, forged. What man The old saying with the old adage, what managers inspect, managers expect. What they inspect, they expect. And if you don't pay attention to them, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's not that important. Maybe I'll do some other things the associate thinks. And the way to the best way to feed these is having productive one-on-one -on -one meetings, and have these meetings not just oh, what do you want to talk about, but uh, your your associate will have some ideas, and uh, periodically, if uh, you want to bring out your goal list and, and and feed and care for these goals, okay? So care for and feed your goals, or shoot them, but don't let them starve to death. All right. Care for and feed your goals or the goals of your associate or shoot them, but don't let them starve to death. That's, that's not the thing to do. All right, that's it for the uh, uh, clarifying expectations. And next time we're going to move to, uh, well, we should talk about action plans. Uh, we don't have the time right here, but refer back, because that's another part of uh, time-limited expectations. The goals and action plans. Refer back to the uh, two episodes. Again, go to my site and scroll down and hit on the uh, podcast and uh, look at past episodes there. I have two. One is crafting action plans, colon, project specifications. And the other is crafting action plans, colon, work planning. A lot of good stuff there. A lot more than you probably need in most of your applications. But it's uh, good to know about and it's there when you need it. It's also, of course, in the, in the book in great detail. All right. So uh, next time we're going to move to the third of the four building blocks, and that's performance coaching. You made a good selection. You work on, you're working, continually working on, on clar clarity, understanding uh, expectations. And uh, now you need to not let the person on their own neglect them or on the other hand, you don't have to be all over them. You need performance coaching. And we'll talk about that next time, what performance coaching is, why, what is not, why many managers, leaders, neglect it and uh, the other thing is that really really critical which will hit is be able to pace with your associate to use the appropriate leadership behavior on your part to provide direction when needed to provide collaboration and, and interrelationship uh, and, and nourishment, nourishment as you need it nurturing and then sometimes to delegate so you need to pace with that 
And we'll cover that as a very important aspect next time. Meantime, you take care of yourself and enjoy being with you. Take care. Take care.